Warning, anime out of context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I don't have to watch anime this week. <laughs> I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. And for once, Remington, you are absolutely right. Oh, I am on top of the moon, Sean. Because right now, this is going to be a bit of a special update kind of episode. Going up instead of your usual nonsense where we talk about anime forever, because... I don't know if you noticed, but last week we kind of spent a long-ass time talking about JoJo's, and everybody needs a break from JoJo's now and again. Yup. <laughs> so today we thought we'd do something similar to what we did in our 25th episode. If you skipped over that or want to go back and listen to it, it might be worthwhile. Otherwise, we'll explain everything for you so you don't have to do that. Looking forward to episode 50 next week, where Sean has something big planned and I'm generally terrified. We decided we were going to do a retrospective back to the previous 48 episodes we have done. And the best way we decided to do that is lists. Of course, because everybody loves lists and people talking about the things they like and hate. It's like the most weeby thing we've done yet. Oh, I don't know about that, Remington. There was the time we went to an actual anime convention. Oh, you're right. That is also true. I have done too much weeby bullshit in my life. And nonetheless, what can definitely be said, this is one of them. And it's going to continue as such. I can't wait to get into more weeby shenanigans with you, Remington. Maybe we'll even go cross-country one day talking about anime. Maybe we'll go to uh, anime conventions across the different states. We could go to Ohio for an anime convention. I don't know if Ohio has any anime conventions, but if they did, I bet we'd be there. Does Ohio have conventions? Does Ohio have things? I don't think Ohio has much of anything, except for tornadoes. Now all of our Ohioan fans are going to be angry, and they'll be like... Actually, when it comes to anime history, Ohio actually has a very integral spot within it. And then they're going to clarify how, and then we'll feel bad, and then we'll confess it, or we'll forget about it, one or the other. Nonetheless, we have decided to run with lists. More specifically, we are doing my top five best anime, top five worst anime. And we do apologize, Ohio. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And just to add a bit of flavor and interest from my perspective... I'm also going to give you my top five lists of things I think you're absolutely wrong about, Remington. (laughs) So I'm going to give my opinion about anime, and you're going to give your opinion about how wrong I am. So it's not that that different from a normal episode. No, it's just got a bit more structure, and we can keep things in check for once in our lives. (laughs) All right, Sean, would you like to start things off, or would you like me to? I think you should take the lead. After all, most people are here to... Learn about the weird safari experiment that is the Remington Chase, after all. All right, well, let me first of all, before I get delve into my list, say, it was very difficult. Because although I have far, far more anime in the Abyss than I do in the Amazing category, both of them by now have a decent number of anime, and deciding which ones went where was wildly difficult because we have seen some amazing anime and we have also seen 
some soul-crushing anime. I like the fact that you're basically more of an expert on anime than you are film at this point. I really hate that fact, and I would prefer if it was never mentioned again. Oh, don't worry, Remington. We'll do a spin-off uh, podcast that's about film specifically, because you don't watch movies either because you're a heathen. We'll just do spin-off podcasts about every type of medium. It'll be great. The only one that we definitely don't have to do is religious texts, for, because that's the one area you do have expertise in. It'll be great. Religion out of context. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless... At least one of these lists is going to make people angry, so be prepared for that. I feel like it's not going to be your top list. Yeah, probably not. I feel like there might be one or two in your worst list that might get you lynched. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you like me to start off with the good or the not so good? I think we should start with the good. Because, Remington, if we start with your worst list... Then things are going to get a bit hinky. People will turn us off immediately as soon as you say that first number five. So let's start with the good so people can be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And I want to clarify, this list is a bit different from my list in episode 25 because it's not based on what I would like to watch more of. Rather, this one, I went all in, this one is based on subjective quality, what I think of it, which ones I think are the best and worst. And with that being said, the top... Five. This one was very difficult to see which ones got on the list, which ones didn't. But just getting in the list, number five, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Oh man, I was not expecting this one. This one was definitely an underdog to include, but there was just something so fun about it. Something where I could just keep watching. The ideas were very well presented. It was very clever, very cute and charming. Overall, it was just a lot of fun. And as someone who has uh, completed the anime, it has finished its runtime. It's still pretty good. It's not the most amazing show in the world. But I never felt bad watching an episode of it. It always left me smiling, whether it was from a funny joke from the slime or whether it was just fun to watch. And that's what got it on the list is the fact that I feel like I could just keep on watching it and never really get bored. It just has that unique quality. So even though it obviously has its flaws or it's not as good in, as some other anime in some elements, the fact that it's just so fun to watch as well as its other amazing qualities, I think it deserves that number five spot. Uh, that is a respectable number five, and we'll have to come back and do an episode on it to see if your opinion stays the same way. And now, for the more controversial one, my number five worst anime. Grab your pitchforks and torches, everybody. This is where it gets dirty. I mean, we've got to start things off with some shonen, and why not one of the worst shonen to come out very recently? Black Clover is my number five worst anime. Oh, <laughs> it's funny you should mention Black Clover, Remington. We've actually gotten some angry messages, emails, and tweets from it. Uh, weirdly enough, directed at me, which I feel like of all my controversial opinions, I feel like that one is the least controversial. You have betrayed the weebs, Sean. They expected me not to like Black Clover, but you too? How dare you? I know. It's amazing when I dislike something that everybody else loves, isn't it? It was just so obnoxious and very poorly done. The characters were so bad. And what little I saw of it, nothing worked out for me. I will tell you this right now, 
I watched a little bit more since we did our Black Clover episode because I was concerned. You know, I heard a lot of people say, hey, Black Clover doesn't suck now, which I'm like, okay. I don't think I believe you, but I'm willing to give it a shot because my tolerance for anime bullshit, as you are aware, is stupidly high. And I watched up to about episode 45. So an additional 15 episodes that I wouldn't have watched previously. And, eh, yeah, it's getting better, but it's not great. And 45 episodes is a lot of episodes. So now that we have discussed an opinion we do agree on, Sean, let's go stop by your list. Oh, this list is very special to me, Remington, because we are actually heavily inspired by some emails that we've gotten (laughs) oh boy because we've gotten a couple emails that have given a predicted remington rating as well as i don't like your opinion remington or i can respect your opinion remington and one of them in particular from a fellow by the name of samuel thank you samuel we love you samuel uh had an email that basically said these are your worst, most incorrect opinions, and looking through them, I don't really agree with them for the most part. <laughs> so you're on my side, Sean. I wouldn't say that, but, you know, this is the realm of opinion, and it's a very malleable, flexible, strange one. Uh, like, his number three is Attack on Titan is bad. You too, Sean. See, there's that again. And I just think to myself, yeah. <laughs> and can I just say, Samuel, your email... Of a tiered list of my worst opinions is just one of the funniest emails. Just the idea and the fact that you made it. It was genuinely one of the most amusing emails we've received, even if by definition I disagree with you wholeheartedly. (laughs) In fact, it's what inspired this list to begin with. Uh, Yeah, Attack on Titan is still pretty bad overall, though I will say it has a lot of good qualities, whereas Remington will not say that. And we'll come back to it eventually and get more in-depth into it, because that episode was a little rushed. I do agree to that. But besides the point, my number five for opinion you're most wrong about, JoJo's Part 1 is not the worst thing in the world. What world do you live in, Sean? It's so bad! It's not the best, but it's also not the worst. Can you at least acknowledge to me that it is not good? It's not, it's... I I want to hear the words from you, Sean. JoJo Part 1 is not good. I enjoy JoJo's Part 1. That's not what I asked, you fuck. That's the response you're gonna get, you fuck. God damn you. And here's why, Remington. JoJo's Part 1 is... The show and manga that sparked a generation of anime fans. And not just a generation of anime fans, a generation of art fans. And some of the scenes in part one are so iconic that they are referenced and repeated to this day in a lot of modern anime. In fact, there's actually an anime out there where one of the main joke running gags is making JoJo references to the point where they actually occasionally recreate scenes and work them into their story, which while the anime itself is kind of meh, the show itself, uh, the the fact that it's willing to make those jokes and references shows a certain love and affection that part one has created. Well, if the show that references it is kind of meh, that means it's being true to form. Oof. <laughs> We'll have to do an episode on it. I don't know how well it will be received because it was kind of a forgettable romance. It was pretty, I guess, but, eh, you know, it's one of those dime-a-dozen anime romance shows. But 
JoJo's Part 1 was very influential and has some amazing scenes in it that you can't just say overall it's a horrible thing. Is it the best JoJo's Part? Of course not. How could it be with what we've seen to this point? But is it the worst thing ever? No. I, I don't think it is. I maintain it's a pretty big oof. Yeah, but you maintain a lot of things are a pretty big oof, Remington. <laughs> well, let's move forward to our number fours. All right, what's your fourth good? All right, my number four best anime that we have seen. This one was very touching. One of the most beautiful anime that we have seen thus far. And also the only movie on my list. Number four is going to be Your Name. Really? Number four for your name? I thought you would have placed it in your top three. It got very, very close. My top seven were so difficult to place because I loved them all and I thought they all had such strong merits. So even though your name was amazing, it's only getting the fourth spot. And what do you think made your name so amazing in as brief as... A discussion as you can make because quite frankly we talked for well over an hour on the qualities of your name oh yeah i would definitely recommend anybody watch it because it is just so beautiful and not just in visuals in the ideas in the story in the characters and especially their relationships it is heartfelt and touching ultimately even though even though it feels like a cliched word, beautiful is the best word to describe it. And if you think I'm just speaking of aesthetics, you are doing both my opinion as well as your name a great disservice. If you like movies, if you like feeling things, if you like anything in this world, if you're anything but a Nazi, go watch this movie. Nazis, you're not allowed to watch it. You've had it too good for too long. Yeah, fuck you, Von Straheim. <laughs> Still stuck in last week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's move on. Move on. Let's get into the bad of the bad. What are you thinking for number four in your worst category, Remington? Number four has a special bad place in my heart. I knew I had to put it on my worst of all that we have watched because you have punished me with it twice and neither time did you go easy and both times it cut very deep. My number four worst anime of all time that we've seen is Sword Art Online. I can hear those pitchforks are coming, the torches have been lit, and all of the members of the audience are ready to come for you, Remington. How can you possibly defend yourself? To my knowledge, people only like it because it has an abridged that's sort of funny. That's it. Everyone in the anime community knows that it's bad. There are still some people who really like it. I get it. But even when we went to the convention, Sword Art Online was the one thing that I hated that the vast majority of weebs were like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and Funny you should mention the abridged series. Remington, we are actually considering doing an episode on some of the abridged series at some point. Well, that'd be weird. It would be very weird, but it is a big part of the anime community, and I'd like to get you really invested into all aspects of weebdom. I'm we scared of new things. We've had <laughs> and, I mean, we've had several requests for it, so I figured eh, it'd be a good time to confirm that it can happen and it will come eventually. Maybe not anytime soon, because I feel like the wounds from... The abridged series that we could cover are still fresh for Remington, 
But nevertheless, I can't wait to see what happens in the future. Otherwise, yeah, no, Sword Art Online is fucking atrocious. It is the biggest betrayal of my young life. Uh, see, so that's two for two. So far, you've agreed with all of my opinions. That could change, though, Remington. <laughs> it very well could. But if you agree with these opinions... You really don't even need a list to disagree with my opinions. <laughs> I'm sure people will find a good reason to hate you. After all, Sword Art Online is still insanely popular, and I don't know if people have still been watching the latest season, but I ooh, I, I, I was hopeful. <laughs> the first three episodes were pretty good. Then it betrayed me again. You can't trust Sword Art Online. <laughs> All right, so moving in to your number four, Sean, of my most wrong opinions. Okay, this is going to be a big controversial one, and I was hesitant to put it <laughs> in here. Because it's hard to explain to someone who's not weeb inclined. Okay, so this sounds like one that I'm right. <laughs> I don't believe Echi is inherently bad. Okay, okay, okay. First, I'll let you make your point. <laughs> Uh, and it's a very simple, straightforward point, Remington. Sometimes sex is funny. Sometimes sex can be a good form of entertainment and can be used to make people laugh or have funny, awkward situations. Nudity is a very awkward and hilarious uh, thing from time to time. And especially fan service can help you get attached to a character in some ways, albeit more shallow ways than others. But inherently bad? I don't think so. Can it detract from a lot of good stories and good plot lines? You bet your ass it can. But is it an inherently bad thing in and of itself? No, no. If it was, then there wouldn't be as much of it today as there has been. Well, Sean, let me defend myself very briefly, saying two things. First of all, I think I would actually agree with the point that Edgy is not by necessity bad. That being said, I disagree with almost everything you said about it. You say that, sure, sex can be funny, but I think if it's played for laughs, then it isn't being played for the etchy qualities. Etchy, I feel by definition, is meant to titillate and stimulate, not be meant for laughs. So while it may indeed be a secondary thing that comes of it, it by definition is not the primary thing, nor is it the best way to get any of those secondary things. That being said, I don't think it's inherently bad. If you really want to wank, then it's great. <laughs> but when it's about storytelling, it's almost always detrimental and harmful because of where it places the focus. Well, that is a disagreement that we are going to have till the end of time. After all, you had some very harsh words over Kill a Kill, and I'm still hurt over that when I consider it to be a fantastic show. After all, it saved anime, goddammit. <laughs> all that I'm seeing is the headline, Weeb likes to stare at anime titties. On to number three! <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, God. Uh, all right, my number three... My number three actually ranks higher on this list than it did on my previous list. And a lot of that has to do with the different criteria used. Last time, I was talking about the ones I wanted to watch more. This time, it's the ones I think are best. And this is one that I was worried if it would stand the test of time. But I genuinely think it did incredible 
doing so. I'm talking about Death Note. Interesting, interesting. Now, Death Note is a bit of a controversial show in the anime community. Why? Because the first half of it is fucking amazing. It's one of the most phenomenally done shows ever to be put out. It's everybody's first really dark and edgy anime. Yeah, I suppose I should specify... I'm almost exclusively talking about the first part. <laughs> Many of the things I say just do not include the second part, which for the most part, I can't even remember nor care about. And nor should you, because it really, really dropped the ball. I'm okay with how it ended, but at the same time, the way to get to where it ended was just... The first part of it, it is so well-crafted. I often complain about magic systems being too soft, about not clarifying the rules of your world so it feels like your characters can do whatever, whenever it's convenient, and pull a deus ex machina out of their asses. But with Death Note, they severely limit that by explicitly stating, here are the rules, and not only that, but here are what the rules mean. Here are the clarifications. And then you have two smart, well-motivated characters who work against each other, not in a Sherlock Holmes-type fashion where suddenly something just happens and you're like, oh, okay, I guess it's because they're smart, maybe? But rather, you see, for the most part, the reasons behind every decision, and it actually makes sense. After all, you need to take a potato chip and then eat it to complete every evil plan. <laughs> it adds just the right amount of tension and silliness, but I think the fact that it is possibly the most well-crafted back-and-forth story with the most cerebrality to it, and I understand this is not me saying that Death Note is a super smart show for super smart people, but I am saying that it thought out its system and its interactions very well, and in a way that we have hardly seen elsewhere, it also does edge, for the most part, pretty well. And I can agree with that to the extreme. Though it's gotta be said, Remington, man is it edgy. It is really edgy, which I, I really like dark tones when they're handled well, unlike things like Helsing Ultimate. Things like Death Note, I think, handle it pretty well, and I think is sort of the poster boy of edgy anime. And frankly, I think it deserves the crown. I will also acknowledge that Death Note may be ranked a tiny bit high because of my nostalgia, but I also ranked it a tiny bit low last time, so I'm not too stressed about it. It's the balance, and it's also what started your love-hate relationship with Studio Madhouse as well. That is very, very accurate. And with love-hate relationships, we move on... To the hate? To the hate. Bring it on. What's your third worst, Remington? Is this where it's going to get controversial? I don't think so. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Let me explain. This one is less of... An anime and more of a bundle. A bundle? Yes, because this is the monster fucking etchy bullshit bundle. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> Ranked number three, I put Rosario Vampire, Monster Musume, fuck it, throw in Ore Monogatari because he's basically a big monster. Oh my god. And that is just 
the abyss. I don't know why monsters are so fetishized. I've talked about my company, Dracula United, and how we are trying for the fair representation of monsters in anime. And all of these monster fucking etchy bullshits, they are detracting from that severely. <laughs> Oof. See, it wasn't controversial until you mentioned Ore Monogatari. Because as soon as you mentioned Ore Monogatari... Loads of people turned us off. They deleted us from their history. They were like, nah, nah, nah. Not dealing with that crap again. Because that is still a very popular shoujo show, my dude. It's okay that they're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of wrong, what's your number three of my most wrong opinions, Sean? Oh, man. You're wrong about a lot of things, Remington. Uh, But this one is one that personally hurts me a lot. Oh, boy. Like, this might just be my personal bias, but I feel like everybody who sent me an email about it agrees with me on this. You called Toradora not special. Yeah, but to be fair, it sort of proved that it wasn't. And you are full of shite. (laughs) Toradora is one of those anime that defines a generation. I mentioned JoJo does. Toradora is that romance teen drama that really hit home for a lot of people. It's the type of romance that was very interesting and very uh, dynamic in a way. For the first three episodes and then it went downhill. I know. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) You haven't finished the show. And by the end of the series, yeah, you have an idea of who she's going to end up with. And is that a bad thing? Absolutely not, because the journey getting there is a very strong and emotionally impactful storyline that just resonated with so many people when they first started watching it, because it was one of the first few romance anime to really hit home and handle a teenage childhood romance in a very mature way for a lot of reasons. Yes, it has a lot of your typical uh, tropes and quotes, but it really improved upon those tropes to the point where they are well-defined characters and arguably some of the best tsundere's out there. It just didn't do that in the hours that I watched of it. That's because you are a horrible person with no emotions. Now, I strongly disagree. Many of my best evoked emotions from me, and they were captivating, and they were interesting, and they weren't unspecial. Oof. Toradora is one of a very special anime to me, Remington, because it really got me interested in the romance genre in the first place. Little young Sean, who didn't give a shit about that, he only cared about shonen bullshit. Guess what really sparked his interest in other mediums? Toradora. I mean, it's better than most shonen, I'll give you that. Oof. Oh, man, I'm starting to think that the fans aren't going to be the ones that kill you, Remington. I think it's going to be me. <laughs> One day we're going to kill each other. It'll just be a matter of when. It'll be a great episode for the podcast. I think we'll save it for episode 69, quite frankly. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect meme potential. <laughs> But quite frankly, Remington, that is one of your most wrong opinions for me as a person, and I'm sure everyone else agrees with me. Let's get to an opinion that Samuel also didn't like in his email, but I'm holding to it. Let's get to my number two best anime. This one has the single greatest moment that, for me, I have seen in anime. If you have not seen it, 
go watch it if you think you'd at all be interested, because it's really neat. Granted, I've only seen a few episodes. My number two, my previous number one, Madoka Magica. Madoka Magica. It's the first and the only Shaft production we've done, but in my opinion, it's their best one. Because it does things so powerfully, so visually stunning, and so unique that, my god, what an amazing show. Truly, if you have not seen it, I don't want to talk about it a ton still. I want you to go see it and experience it. Even the fact that I have hyped it up is already more than you should have had because I went in blind. I went in with zero expectations and what you get is a magical girl anime. And for me, the reason why it's so high and skip this bit, anybody who wants to watch it is because it had the single most interesting moment that we have ever had on this podcast when watching anime yet and if that's enough to make your head tilt go give it a watch that being said something that made my head tilt uh, or at least tilted me to the fucking moon was number two it's another bundle number three was the monster fucking etchy bullshit but the number two worst anime is the sister fucking etchy bullshit. Really? That's not number one? It is. I was so close. It was <laughs> so close. But you couldn't choose a specific one. I feel like you're cheating a little with these bundles. You're damn right I am. I don't, I don't want to think about all of these different things more than I already have. They've tortured me enough. I am a broken man. So put Oreimo, put Nakaimo, throw them all, Eremanga Sensei, throw those all in a bundle together, and I never want to think about any of them ever again. Technically, you could put Sword Art Online in that bundle, too. You definitely could, and if I had more foresight, I would have, and yet I didn't. But frankly, I needed to make room at the bottom because there were so many anime that were in the abyss. So what's their problem with sister fucking? <sighs> well, we could go on and on all about how they're almost always underage. We could go about the obvious incestual implications or the fact that it fetishizes it to such an extreme. We could talk about the unhealthy nature of all of the relationships involved. We could talk about how it is just real creepy how it goes about just about everything in each of these anime it is rough it is difficult and to top it all off it's not like you even have interesting characters or story notice i didn't put something like citrus in here that is not in this bundle amazingly enough but the other three definitely are hmm fair enough remington which brings me to my number two and this one is kind of a heavy hitter, even more so than Toradora. Oh boy. Cowboy Bebop is just okay? Yeah! It just didn't capture me. Cowboy Bebop is the show. I talk about shows that start a generation. Cowboy Bebop is the show that gets most modern weebs into anime if they're uncertain about whether or not they want to get into anime. Because, one, it has a really fantastic dub, I will say that, and two... It's very Western as far as anime go. It's a Western stylized story with a lot of anime flavor that turns it into a magnificent space opera with a noir Western theme to it that really makes it hit home for a lot of people. 
And yes, most of that is when you finish the entire series, which we have to do at one point because I still get flack for that. Oof. But Cowboy Bebop is undoubtedly one of the most amazing shows of the early 2090s. And it's a bit difficult for me because what it ends up being is that there's not a lot of reasons that I dislike it, and it has some really neat stuff. It's just when I think back to it, I really just don't care. And that's your problem. <laughs> You're going to carry that weight, Remington, until I help you out with it. Oh, uh, I'd rather, rather not. But before we get to our number one, Sean, I think that it's best that we do some some honorable mentions. After all, it was hard to compile these lists to begin with, because you're wrong about so much, Remington. Don't I know it. And there were a lot of good and a lot of bad anime that we watched. So we'll quickly go over some honorable mentions. For the good honorable mentions, we have easily the two funniest anime that we have seen in Watamote and Nichijo. We have one of the mo most captivating Battle Royale-style anime in Mirai Nikki that I really wanted to make the top five, as well as the best true shonen that I have ever seen in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but none of them could make the best list. Which is amazing, because a lot of people will list those as some of their best. They're really good, and they all have amazing merits, either as the one amazing shonen that, in my opinion, we have seen, the two funniest, or just a very fascinating and some of the best character work. They all have amazing merits, but they didn't quite make it to my top five. They almost all did, but not quite. And what about your worst, Remington? For my worst, oof, for my worst, there were some real good contenders. It helped that I bundled it a little bit more, but oh, how I would have loved to bemoan things like Kuroko no Basket that was only saved, and this is true because of the cute dog. That is the only reason it's not in the bottom five, because it has a cute dog. That is the whole reason. Or things like Food Wars that make me want to absolutely die, but... They're not on my bottom five. They got close, but didn't quite make it. And then things like Gundam Seed or Fist of the North Star that I really didn't like, but at the same time I didn't care enough about to list. Fair enough. And Remington, my honorable mention for things you're wrong about, it's something I heavily to this day will always say you're wrong about, but I understand that I have a bit of a bias for it uh, because... <laughs> Let's be real, my biases do exist. I'm a weeb, I have them. I'm trying my best to work past them, but it's hard. Umaru-chan is fantastic. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it's so good. It fills me with joy, Sean. And that is what makes me very upset. <laughs> Logically, deep down in your mind, you know that it's an okay show. Mm. You just can't get yourself to accept it emotionally. I am not a fucking Umaru apologist. I will not. <laughs> I will not stoop to your level, you except, heinous piece of trash. Accept our Lord and Savior Umaru into your heart, Sean. You are a trash gerbil through and through, you <laughs> moe piece of shit. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong, Sean. And with those honorable mentions out of the way, let's get what everybody is waiting for, the number ones. So first, we have my number one. 
favorite anime that we have done so far. It was so difficult to decide because there have been a lot of really good ones. But at the end of the day, it wasn't just pure moe. It wasn't edgy. It wasn't something that had a single amazing moment to it. No, what it was was heart and humanity. My number one favorite anime is a place further than the universe. I could kiss you on the mouth right now, Remington. I don't know if we should do that in front of Samantha. She might find it a bit gross. <laughs> but, but it was just so touching, so well done. You feel the connection with the characters and especially the relationship they have with one another. It has so much heart. And it has almost everything that I often criticize other shows for not having. I love the characters. I love the relationships. I love the story. But it's just such a heartwarming show. And you haven't even finished it. No, but I want to. Oh my god, I want to because it's so good. That's a hint, hint, nudge, nudge to you guys. If you want that to happen, send us some emails. But because Remington, it was my top anime of last year. It is solidified as my number one spot because of all the things it's done for me, it's done for you, and it's done for hundreds of other people. You have to be able to see yourself in at least one, but probably many of the different characters and experiences that happen. I made some interesting comparisons at the time, how it was Forest Fairy 5, but with quality. And as that may sound derogatory, I still think that works with how human it is. You also described Nichijo that way, though. Which is true. <laughs> it's just so wildly human. If you ultimately think that something like JoJo is 100% your style and you're uninterested in anything but that, then you may not be wildly interested in a place further than the universe. But at the same time, I feel like nobody is that one-dimensional and there's a spot for everybody with this on their list. It's the Moe show for people who don't like Moe. And it didn't even capture my Moe response, which is amazing, because I'm Moe trash, and yet even though it didn't capture my Moe, I loved every element of it. Penguins. Oh, the penguins were good. The penguins were pretty fucking good. Uh -huh. You're not lying to me on this podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I didn't remember the penguins. I did love the penguins. <laughs> okay, Remington. What is your number one worst, most hated anime? What drives you insane? What turns you into the eldritch horror of the anime community? So, Sean, I was thinking to myself, when I was making this list, what makes me feel the worst? What makes me feel like I am in the abyss every time it's mentioned, every time it's talked about? And I had a struggle between if this was actually going to be my number one but even throughout this very episode, I have confirmed it to myself. For me, the number one worst anime is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1. Oh no. Every time it's talked about, I cannot fathom what the 
fuck people want from it. Last week solidified in my mind. I almost put JoJo's all together, but no, it wouldn't be fair to part two. Part two isn't good, but it isn't the absolute abyss. It has its merits, but part one of JoJo, it fills me with such fury, such rage, such depression. I am in the absolute abyss every single time JoJo's part one is mentioned, and every time there's apologetic bullshit because you guys know that it's not nearly as good, and I have yet I have yet to hear a strong reason why it is good beyond the effects that it's had or what it did for the series, which is basically nullified by the fact that you could skip the entire thing and every important bit is rehashed at least twice just in part two. It's so irritating. It's so frustrating. It sends me into the abyss every time and I've yet to see a damn good reason why Everyone is okay with it existing and doesn't think that it's terrible, even if the rest is fine. JoJo's Part 1, for me, is the worst that we have seen yet. Fuck episode 69, I'm gonna kill you right now! <laughs> Sean, I understand you're frustrated after all. It's one of my worst opinions, as you accurately stated. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if it would make it, but at the end of the day, at least when I tell other people about the monster-fucking edgy bullshit or the sister-fucking edgy bullshit, they understand, they sympathize, but for some reason, I feel like the only goddamn one who understands that season one of JoJo is so fucking bad and no one else seems to be aware. It's because you're wrong, Remington, as I have stated. That's ridiculous. There's not been any reasons listed, but we're not here to argue, Sean. Instead of arguing, let's get into what we'll obviously disagree about. What is my number one most wrong opinion? Remington, we've been doing this show for well over a year now. We're coming up on our 50th episode. And throughout every single conversation we've had about anime, through the ups, the downs, the complications, the heavy-handed, harsh realities you tend to throw at us, whether it crushes us immensely or makes us want to kill you with our bare hands. Still thinking about it, <laughs> but I'll hold myself back. There has been one thing that you have said near the beginning that has hurt me to my core. You've repeated it several times, and I've been trying to prove you wrong this whole time. The number one worst opinion you've ever had is that anime is bad. And I suppose that through the 50 episodes, I guess it is time to mildly amend that statement. Because, Remington, anime is not a genre. Anime is a medium and a movement. But even with that, I still think that you can have broad opinions on anime, and I think that one could still say that anime is bad. However, let me, for your sake, Sean, amend that right now. While I think it is true that anime is bad, it is quite a bit more. As we have seen, I had, I had trouble choosing which was my top five anime that we've seen throughout doing this process because so many have connected with me, so many have fascinated with me, and so many have impressed me that it shows that there are amazing things out there. And even below that, there are still some pretty good ones that just didn't make the amazing list. That being said, of course, 
there are far more that are critically flawed, bad, or in the abyss category for me. But, but I suppose ultimately my new statement would be that anime is complicated. Or, to phrase it in a more anti-weeb way, because that's my brand, anime is mostly bad. (laughs) (laughs) And I am going to continue day after day, week after week, to try and sway your opinion even more. If I'm able to sway your opinion towards the positive in 50 episodes, imagine what I could do in 100, 150, 200. Who knows how far your opinion might change? Maybe one day you'll be telling me the merits of anime that I completely disagree with. Thinking about all of those possible episodes, it makes me realize that, uh, Sean, anime is bad wasn't my worst opinion. You know what my worst opinion was, Sean? What's your worst opinion, Rem? Man, it'd be a great idea to do a podcast with my buddy, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a mistake you will love to regret for the rest of your life, Remington. But ultimately, the reason I'll love to regret it, and I'm going to get a little bit sentimental now. We're going into our 50th episode, and I feel like this should be said. The reason why I've had so much fun, a part of it is being with my buddies, and a part of it is joking around, banter, having the silliness, and watching anime sometimes. Yeah, let it out. But... So much of it now has become the response that we receive and the fans and support that we have now, which, frankly, I don't think either of us thought 50 episodes ago we would have. Remington, we did this project because I was at a point in my life where I was stagnant. I was at a standstill. I was depressed for a lot of it. I didn't want to do much of anything, and... You inspired me to start a project. You said you would do it with me. And since then, we have been doing it for ourselves, primarily. But the weird thing is, Remington, people seem to like us. Yeah, and it's so wildly flattering and affirming and so validating to us. And we wish we could express how much we appreciate it, which is totally a cliche. But now I understand why it's said, because you can't put it into words but you can at least try some people Sean some people have even asked about why don't we make a Patreon because they want to actually give us money for this which I do not think we deserve quite yet but maybe maybe at some point in the future even maybe this year we will be deserving of something like that the fact that you guys you listeners care about us and are willing to support us and willing to interact with us, communicate with us, send us your emails, talk to your friends about it, and even just listening, that's so nice. It really is. Like, to the point where we make jokes frequently. That's all we're good for, really, is making (laughs) jokes. Sometimes not even that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And literally an occasional joke about how financially unimportant this podcast is and people are like, oh, we want to help you. We want to set. We want to do something for you because you are a big part of our weekend or our week or our drive or spending time with our friends and family. Which is amazing to hear about all of the stories. One of my favorite things is when they send in, when they listen, the stories about finding us, listening to us. And if we can make your days just a little bit easier or make you smile a handful of times or 
fill you with rage about my very poor opinions, and that's gratifying to us. <laughs> All emotion is good emotion in this case, provided <laughs> it doesn't lead to murder, because I don't want to be murdered, not yet. <laughs> I think I'll probably be murdered before you do, Sean, so if that's any consolation. Hell, if anything, I'm going to be the one that does it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so reaffirming, and it's with all of that in mind that I look forward to growing the podcast. I look forward to our plans. We are thinking about uh, starting a Discord, working on our Twitter more, which we should have done, but now we actually will, starting maybe down the line, even being deserving and having the proper growth ready for a Patreon. And I am working on the emails, I promise, but we've gotten enough to the point where I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm working on it, I promise. I read every single one as soon as I get them. It's just responding and then takes a minute, so please be patient with me, guys. I read all of the non-recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh... It blows me away how kind everybody is. And for those of you who keep sending emails saying, why not the show? Why not the show? Why not the show? You should really do this show. I'll get to it. I promise. The list is so long now. I don't think either of us ever thought in a million years that we would have tens of thousands of listens, that we would have so many people listening on a weekly basis and even more important enjoying and at this point we we're starting to sound like a broken record but that's just because we really really want to make it known that you guys do matter to us and yeah that's dumb and sentimental and cliche and that's not what you come to a supposedly comedic anime podcast for but nonetheless it deserves to be And said. besides, they probably skipped it as soon as you started insulting their favorite anime anyway. <laughs> yeah, they, they have not made it to this point. If you've made it this far, then you're, pr you're probably finally calming down from the rage. Uh, but let's face it, most of you didn't make it this far. You got too angry and you left. <laughs> to give you guys the Urban Dictionary definition of Moe, what you guys have done for us is given us a boner of the heart. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and that... That means a lot to us. You guys give us Moe reactions, and we appreciate it, and we thank you for it. So I think that this time, it shouldn't be you asking me a question, Sean. Instead, I would like to pose a question to our listeners. Go right ahead, my friend. To the listeners, I would like to ask, do you guys want to keep watching some anime with us? I think I say for everyone, yes we do, Remington. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed a bunch of sentimental hogwash and sharpening of your pitchforks, feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. Or, if you want to help us grow even bigger than we are now, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, recommendation, or well-deserved hate mail, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and for now and forever, don't fuck your sister.